0: Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbong. So this current rash of book bannings are often focused on books that deal with race and gender identity. George M. Johnson's All Boys Aren't Blue deals with both head on. And it's maybe no surprise that it is one of the most challenged books in the country right now. It wasn't even a surprise to Johnson. They told NPR's Leila Faddle about how they saw other books get banned, and so it was more than likely that this book would get challenged. It was just a surprise at how much of a hubbub it caused. But, and I think this is important to remember while we do this week on banned books, Johnson says that the support they've gotten from parents, librarians, and kids far outweighs the haters out there. This message comes from NPR sponsor LiveWrite, publishers of Left for Dead. Shipwreck, Treachery, and Survival at the Edge of the World by Eric J. Dolan. The true story of five castaways abandoned on the Falkland Islands during the War of 1812. Available wherever books are sold. This message comes from NPR sponsor, REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and... snacksing? Visit your local REI Co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways to opt outside.
1: When George M. Johnson was growing up, they didn't see themselves in books. So Johnson wrote the book they wished they'd had, the 2020 memoir, All Boys Aren't Blue.
0: It's about the love that I had from a Black family as a young Black queer boy from Plainfield, New Jersey, uh, who at the age of five uh, didn't really understand why I was different, but knew that I was different, even if I didn't have the words to say it.
1: Johnson says it's for teens that might feel alone as they navigate their identities and the world. But today, it's become one of the most banned books in the U.S. in a growing push to pull certain books off shelves in schools. Much of the focus of advocacy groups calling for these bans are on books dealing with race, racism, gender identity, and sexual orientation. So Johnson is in the center of a fight against censorship, a battle over what kids and teens can and cannot read
0: when you look at the curriculum the curriculum that is being taught in most school systems is still heavily geared towards the straight white male teen uh and so when we now have the ability to put books into curriculum that tell other stories that tell stories of that are non-white that tell stories that are non-heterosexual um they're they're trying to take them out across the board because you know it's like oh my god how 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 dangerous would it be if, you know, young white teens had to actually learn about the other people who exist in society with them?
1: Is your book available where you went to school?
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. But it is being challenged in New Jersey. So um, it has been interesting because some of my classmates from high school are now high school teachers. And, um, you know, they read the book and were like, one, we had no idea you were going through all of this, George. And they're like, we feel so bad because you were always just so cheerful and so funny. And realistically, like, they were like, you were going through a lot. The, The second thing is they were like, it's beautiful because some of us now have queer students. Um... And we know you and we knew you and we get to like not just share the book, but actually, you know, tell them like, but I know I actually know this person um, and went to school with this person. And some of them now even have, you know, queer children and they're, they're using the book and, and telling them, like, I had a friend in high school who's going through what you're going through. Right. And so it became very relatable. So it's been interesting in New Jersey. We've won every challenge in New Jersey uh, because New Jersey is one of the only states that allows uh, LGBTQ curriculum in mm-hmm. uh, high schools, so you know, but yes, it has been challenged in New Jersey in a few places, but we won um in in those cases,
1: you know there's a saying that you have repeated often about why you wrote that book. If you could repeat that again for me, and then I have a question
0: uh yes, I'm gonna assume it's the it's Toni Tony Morrison, Morrison. quote yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only quote I have on my body. um you have if a, tattooed, a book that right? you want to read. Yes, I do have it tattooed because I have to look at it every day sometimes when I need a little inspiration. Um, The quote is, if there's a book you want to read and it hasn't been written yet, then you must write it.
1: So when I read that, that that quote was your inspiration, I just wondered what it felt like to have written the book that you needed as a kid and then see it become banned. in how many school districts now?
0: I believe there are up to 29 school districts, but more keep popping up. Watching it be banned, it's just kind of bittersweet at the end of the day because it's like none of this had to happen, in my opinion. It's like if you don't want your student to read it, that's fine. Just opt your child out. But to try and dictate that other students who you know need this text, students who have publicly on record said that, works like mine have saved their lives, works like mine have helped them name their abusers, works like mine have um, helped them come to terms with who they are and feel validated in the fact that there is somebody else that exists in the world like them, and you want to remove that from them. I just think it's uh, it's sad at the end of the day, right? And, yeah. um, you know, for me... I know they're not attacking my story because you didn't read it. So it's like you can't attack something you actually don't know. Um, And this is really just an attack on an ideology that just says that LGBTQ people shouldn't exist.
1: When you wrote this book, did you see yourself becoming a spokesperson for this kind of cause?
0: When I wrote the book, I always, like, I knew it was going to be challenged. And, you know, I knew at some point it was going to be banned.
1: Why did you know that?
0: I knew it because I remember watching The Hate You Give get banned. And I was like, huh, well, I've read The Hate You Give and I know what I'm writing. And I'm like, if that's getting banned, my book doesn't stand a chance. So, (laughs) um, you know, and then, you know, by the time uh, the CRT wave started happening and it was like, okay, well, I definitely talk about, you know, uh, the problem with, the former presidents of this country and slavery and, you know, writing some of the wrongs that how history has been taught. So I always knew it was going to be one of those books that got caught in it. I never thought it would become like such a heightened uh, center of political conversation. Uh, But at the same time, I've always been prepared for these type of things. I've been fighting for LGBTQ rights for as long as I can remember, uh, because in turn, I'm fighting for myself and fighting for people like me.
1: You know, in all of this negative um, reaction that we've been discussing, um, book banning and uh, groups politicizing the situation, have you had also those support and positive reaction to your work from teachers, from librarians, from parents?
0: Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, I would say the support far outweighs the non-support. It is being talked about at school board meetings. Like that you, because they're the loudest a lot of times the other side is what's heard the most but be very clear i've sat in on school board meetings and watched enough of them there is a lot of support for the book and teens have not only supported like at school board meetings but they've written letters so the book in of itself like i said it's it's so much bigger than just my story um and i'm watching it in real time uh help so many people uh from parents to to children to Teachers to librarians uh, across the board.
1: George M. Johnson, author of All Boys Aren't Blue. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric Study to change their sedentary, screen filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR.